The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? S uh, I'm fine. Uh, snow falling. We have a winter mm -hmm. weather advisory until 10 p.m. today. We're expecting about five inches and it should be uh, steady uh, snow all throughout the day. Five more inches today? Five. Wow. The uh, forecast for areas south and east of us, uh, Lenaway, uh, Monroe, um, in Wayne, those uh, counties are under winter storm warning where they're expecting somewhere around eight inches. So it's possible we could get more, we could get less, you know how it goes. Uh, right now, 31 degrees, wind chill uh, 24. And as you can see, light snow falling in downtown Jackson. There, it was a little slick this morning. Uh, slick enough for uh, uh, some schools to be canceled, not all schools, but mm -hmm. uh, my daughter's out of school. But yeah, it was a little slick on the uh, um, secondary roads this morning, hmm. driving in, so. And you know what? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Take a snow day. Some schools are yeah. closed, some schools are not. Yeah, we have some kids in the building today. Mm -hmm. We do, we'll have yes. uh, two children in the building today, so that'll be fun. Bring your kids to work. Yeah. Um, Snow day. Yeah, speaking of school, so there's a, you've heard of the book fair? Like book when fair. you give your kids money and then they go buy? Uh, there's nothing like the smell of a scholastic book a fair. A scholastic book fair. Yeah. The scholastic people, you should see what they're charging for some of this stuff. Really? Yeah, so I, uh, I forgot to give Ella money yesterday, so she called. I ran over there at 8.30. I had 18, 18 big ones on me, $18. <laughs> thought that'd be That'd be plenty for a few things. She got a book and a bookmark, and uh, that was it. All her money was gone. Wow. How about that? $12 book, plus tax. But I'm going to go in there and look for myself. Maybe she picked out an expensive book. I just felt a little pricey to me. So. Are you saying these scholastic book fairs are racket? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. These scholastic folks mm -hmm. with their semis and their silver cases of their books. Yes, it's like a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight is the Governor's State of the State Address. This is uh, the first one in uh, three years where she has real people in the audience. Really? Yeah. Now, I am not going to watch, so I need you to watch for us, <laughs> right. please. Uh, you can uh, watch it at 7 o'clock. It's on uh, some TV stations, and you can live stream it as well. It's on the governor's Facebook page. And according to the Detroit Free Press, the governor is going to call for pre-K for all. Uh, as you know, the Michigan Great Start Readiness Program provides uh, preschool free for certain people. Mm -hmm. uh, based on income, the governor, uh, according to the free press, is going to uh, call for 
free pre-K for the whole hmm. the whole state. Uh, How does that work? Through the through like a GSRP program? Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, also, uh, she has, uh, according to uh, reports from reporters who saw some of her speech yesterday, she'll be talking for she'll be uh, calling for uh, more stringent background checks, uh, a red flag law, uh, all dealing with. Uh, gun control. Yeah, the governor's going to spend a lot of time talking about uh, guns and uh, um, that'll be interesting. Um, anxious to hear if she does talk about, uh, you know, inflation and, and uh, you know, things like that that affect uh, really everybody. So I'm anxious to uh, hear your take on it. Again, mm -hmm. I'm not watching. I will not be watching because uh, I did not watch Night Court last night, so I'm going to <laughs> figure out a way to watch both of the night courts back to back tonight and uh i'll probably be able to get some political advice from john larroquette <laughs> during the episode of night court governor also is hinting at introducing toll roads oh i like it mm -hmm. I like she it. is open yesterday she said she is open to toll roads it's not likely she's going to talk about it in her state of the state but it's a possibility because uh, with gas taxes funding roads and electric cars not paying gas tax, uh, how are they going to pay for the roads? Think so about that, uh, how uh, toll roads and what that would what that would look like, you know, mm -hmm. starting kind of from scratch. You've driven all over the country and seen what uh, what type of infrastructure that takes. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's surprising, uh, especially where we are connected uh, with uh, Ohio, Indiana, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. Well, just think about how if you have traveled on toll roads, the exits are limited. Right. Because they have to have a, a collection. Right. So that, that could hurt uh, businesses along existing, uh, existing freeways. Yeah. So a lot uh, to think about. I saw this on uh, uh, the Interfaith Shelter's social media yesterday, guess how many meals were served in 2022 at the Interfaith Shelter? 20,000. 55,896. Wow. Think about that. Is that amazing? Mm -hmm. Wow. Seven days a week. So uh, thanks to the uh, staff and all the volunteers and the community, um, that's just an amazing number, staggering mm -hmm. number. Yeah. Thank God we have the Interfaith Shelter here in our community. Yeah, you're not kidding me. Also, uh, a number of other uh, food banks, pantries, and churches uh, have uh, dinners, uh, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly. So uh, a lot of people uh, with the need in our community, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. Um, faster horses. Ten years already. This would be the tenth year. I know you don't like it. Um, I've never been. Uh, Dr. Donna O'Neill went mm -hmm. went for really? us last year, so they've announced their headliners for this year and uh, very very big names: Luke Bryan, Shania Twain, and Zach Brown Band mm. uh, will be the three headliners. So that's a uh, big time lineup, and they've announced the rest of the uh, the show on their website. No Braden Lape, I'm surprised. Braden Lape? No, I should be headlining. <laughs> Maybe someone will. Uh, Get him in there. Maybe. Uh, we followed the uh, career of Imani Bates and former Ypsilanti basketball who, who star. We? Who is we? You. 
Off. Do you know what he did last night? I do. He scored 43 points, including, which is uh, the big news, 29 straight to close the first half. They played Toledo. Did his team win? <laughs> Toledo won. Oh, well, then I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. man. Nice sweets, though. Toledo's home yeah, can we pull that back up, guys? Let's see that. The Glass City has yeah. some money. Or, nice. Brandon, did they move the arena, move the game to the to the Quicken Loans for more people? No, that is a beautiful arena yeah. uh, Toledo has. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he gets drafted, where all that goes from there. Still got a, you know, a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. He was the... Uh, was he the biggest thing since LeBron and KD? And cover of Sports Yeah, cover yeah. Of Sports Illustrated. And Actually, uh, LeBron uh, was watching last night's game and tweeted, uh, encouraging people to switch over to the CBS Sports Network to watch this amazing feat of yeah. this young man. Of course, LeBron so. was watching, the, watching that game in his uh, locker room as they, they don't tip off till like 10.45. I tried to watch 10 minutes of the... Uh, Lakers game last night, and I just couldn't. I have to turn it right off. It's too late. Well, it's, it's way too late. You know, different time zone. Way too late. Uh, yesterday, uh, as we were talking about the uh, latest round of mass shootings, mm. uh, we were uh, talking about how many there were, and mm -hmm. according to the Gun Violence Archive, the United States were three weeks into this year, three weeks into 2023. This country has already had this year. 39 mass shootings. That's insane. S since January 1. Is that, uh, I don't want to be technical, but is mass shootings, is that like how many people? Uh, I don't I'm know. not sure. Whatever. The threshold. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look up the numbers on this, it's staggering. Like, and then breaking down to mm -hmm. how many people are committing a murder each day in our country. It's crazy to think that, like, a thousand people wake up and decide they're, they're going to kill somebody today. That's, That's absolutely tragedy. Crazy. Uh, you know our big boy statue? Do we still have that big boy statue in Brooklyn? I don't know. I thought Teague stole it. Well, it's been stolen. It's been recovered. It's been stolen. And we've got, a word, we've got word today of a similar statue in West Virginia. Hmm. Hot Dog Man. Hot Dog Man uh, was stolen <gasps> from... This is a great name for a restaurant, the Dairy Winkle. The Dairy Winkle. The Dairy Winkle. And the hot dog man is known as Wiener Man. He's stolen from the Dairy Winkle in Campbell's Creek, West Virginia. Uh, after a fire on January 11th, a tip led deputies to a location where the statue was found undamaged. Mm -hmm. And the uh, restaurant owner has it back and he'll be restored once the uh, fire damage has been repaired. Thank God. Thank God for that. I can't really tell, but he's smacking his lips as he pours ketchup on his head. Interesting. Yeah, very nice. Mm -hmm. That's in America? West Virginia. West Virginia. Yes. Wonderful, mm -hmm. wonderful. Uh, the Daddy-Daughter Dance, the Jamie McKibben Daddy-Daughter Dance, is coming up February 10th and February 11th, put on by the Jackson Rec Department. Get your tickets now. $20 if you live inside the JPS district, $25 if you don't. Call the rec department to uh, sign up. It's a great time, wonderful time. City Council met last night mm -hmm. and uh, City Manager Jonathan Green will be with us in uh, a few minutes, but um, 
among the things that the uh, council uh, did was uh, listen to a presentation from Josh Jeffers' uh, team, uh, the developers of what we believe is going to be called The Haze. I asked Josh yesterday in an interview that will air later today on JTV uh, what they're going to call it because it's been, originally it was Hotel Haze. Hotel Haze. And a lot of people since then have called it Haze Hotel, uh, Haze Building. Um, Josh says they've pretty much settled on the haze. That sounds wonderful to me. I cannot wait. I'm excited to talk to Jonathan, our city manager. Uh, he has a lot more of the details. Uh, but just uh, exciting news for uh, the city of Jackson and Jackson County, of course, as a uh, whole. Let's get to uh, some sports. It's our Extreme Dodge Scoreboard brought to you by our friends at Extreme. Some uh, highlights, a lot of highlights last night. Um, almost too many highlights to talk about. Blissfield 60, Columbia 49. It was Concord 44, Quincy 37, Jackson High beat Adrian 71 to 62. Calhoun Christian over Jackson Christian. And uh, Northwest beat Eaton Rapids and uh, the Mounties moved to eight and four on the year. That is our girls basketball, or I'm sorry, I was reading boys basketball scores. That's just so poor of me. I apologize. Mm -hmm. So there's the boys scores. And there is the girls scores that I read incorrectly. Uh, Zoe Baum scored 11 points to lead Columbia Central. Napoleon, they got a nice win over Hanover Horton. Mm. Also in, um, here's uh, competitive cheer results. Also in uh, basketball, Northwest head coach Ryan Carroll picked up his 200th coaching victory in uh, Northwest win. Wow. So congratulations to Ryan. They have uh, helped build a really, really successful uh, uh, program out there. Bowling. We've got some bowling scores. Uh, bowling. Girls bowling. I'm looking for it, guys. This is, this is almost ridiculous. East Jackson 25, <laughs> Addison 5, Western 30, Lumen Christie 0, Northwest 25, Marshall 5, and then girls. Here's what's coming up on deck for tonight. Uh, a lot of basketball, a lot of wrestling. We've got bowling, gymnastics, and competitive cheer. If you'd like to see your score or schedule, tell your coach. Email Jeff, Jeff J. Steers at jtv.tv. One more uh, late score just in in girls basketball. Addison 55, Vandercook Lake 5. Uh, if you live in Vandercook Lake and can uh, <laughs> play basketball or sports there, all their programs they're recruiting, they're looking at. Oh yeah, at, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yep, they've got some good coaches in place right now and uh, are working on uh, building these programs up. Yeah, some, and there are, a lot of underclassmen on most of these teams. Yep, and they're up. I think Vandercook Lake has only got one basketball team. They're, they're not able to do Yeah, I'm JV not sure. I just freshmen. know they have a lot of freshmen yeah. and sophomores playing. So. Who's on, who's on uh, today's show? Today we have a great show. We're going to get things started with our city manager, Jonathan Green, right after this break. 
The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. Our show today is brought to you by Nevermore Decor, and they have a valentine's event tale of a cocktail shaken not stirred and uh, they're gonna have a big announcement that evening it is valentine's day 120 west michigan ave on the main floor of the jackson county tower building the 37th annual chili golf classic <laughs> forgot to tell you about that that is coming up as well and uh it should be uh, well we got snow for it so that's wonderful hankered hills you can do nine holes or 18 holes, includes chili hot dog and uh, brat. I remember going to my first chili golf classic. I was probably 15 or 16 and I won a, do you remember the beer Red Dog? No. Brandon? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I won a Red Dog sign. Oh, wow. And it was cool. So, <laughs> that was... <laughs> Our uh, first guest on the show today is the manager of our fine city, Jonathan Green. Morning, Jonathan. Good morning, boys. Morning. How are you doing? Exciting time to be the city manager. I mean, when is it? No, but really <laughs> exciting. Really exciting times. R really exciting. Very, very, very exciting. So the big news is uh, the haze. I hadn't heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> You've been obviously working on this uh, a ton. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the breaking news. Well, yeah. Last night we had a presentation um, from our chosen developer who um, wanted to come and uh, reiterate their commitment to the redevelopment of the Hayes Hotel and the, the Jay Jeffers group. Um, they're out of Milwaukee, uh, tons of experience in historic rehabilitations. Yeah. Um, it's very exciting. It's a long process for sure. And we initially, um, met with them in April and decided that they were the one for us and they, you know, this project was the one for them. Um, it's, you know, so many months have passed. They've worked really hard at developing their own plans. Architecturally, they're almost, uh, you know, getting ready with some schematic designs, working with the uh, state of Michigan to get some incentives lined up. That's been the longest process. Um, but we're talking about a $30 million redevelopment project. Mm -hmm. So these things, don't happen overnight, and they don't happen in a month. It takes yeah. a lot of time um, to get done. Something like this, you know, this kind of redevelopment nationwide, um, not to, like a handful of these type yeah. of deals. And so now it's our time. Um, after, I don't know how many years and years and years of working at this. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, founder and president of J.J. Uh, Jeffers, Josh Jeffers, is going to be on our show this afternoon. So tune in for more details. He's got more plans for Jackson yeah. after the haze. That's, yeah, that's great. It's just the beginning. Yeah. What do they think of uh, our town? Obviously, they've been here a few times. Yeah. It's different every time. What, <laughs> what, are, they, uh, what are they saying about Jackson? Well, you know, if you, if you watched the city council meeting last night, the, the representative, Brian, um, talked about their experience in different communities where they're usually the first ones through the door. They're usually doing that big signature development that sparks a redevelopment of an area. And here we've done it backwards. The Long ago, the city set the table um, with its reinvestment in downtown Jackson, you know, Michigan Avenue being rebuilt, streetscape design. 
um, infrastructure, things like that, set the table for this. So they're saying, you know, they're saying this is really great. Um, they know based on the investments we've made here that they, you know, will be almost guaranteed success because you know we we were the first ones to take a shovel in the ground and say we're going to do things differently yeah. here we're going to make this better and now we're, we're all benefiting from it um it's really it's really good to hear that that they're used to kind of being that catalyst and now we are the catalyst and they're going to put the cherry on top with the haze when uh, jonathan first came to jackson as downtown development authority executive director the first week on the job he took this big plywood sign uh, and put it in the window at the Hayes. Uh, development opportunities, uh, building for sale. And really, this, and I think since that was uh, one of the first things that the city, the community wanted you to work on, to have it at this point where it's, it's coming to fruition, yeah. that's got to be very personally satisfying for you? Well, I mean, it's taken me forever. So I'm sorry it's taken me this long, <laughs> 13 years to do. And we're not even there yet. Um, still a lot of work to do. But yeah, you're right, Bart. It is satisfying to know that we finally have someone on the line who's as committed to the project and as committed to the community as, as we are. And Jay Jeffers, um, I think because of their experience, because they love big old buildings, they love communities yeah. like Jackson who have these gems. I remember walking uh, through that building with you a few years ago uh, when we had some tours, and uh, it's it's amazing the potential, obviously, and people who have. Uh, there's a lot of people who have never set foot in that building. There's yeah. a lot of people who, uh, maybe their parents or grandparents did, and they've heard stories or seen pictures. It's a grand, uh, huge, wonderful, wonderful yeah. building. And for me, that's what it's about. I mean, I learned, I heard a new story today about the Hayes Hotel from. Karen, I didn't know any of that. But when you talk to people about it, I met my wife in the drum room. I yeah. got married. I we used to do this. There was, do you remember that? The, the wrestling in that room. And then I worked, oh, speaking of tours, take people through. Yeah, I up on the fifth floor with, with the person. Like, I used to work, I used to work in that office. Yeah. And you're like, that hotel room? Like, yeah. well, it was an office back then. Yeah. <laughs> the menu at the restaurant there, I remember seeing that and it's amazing. They had everything. You could literally order anything you wanted liver and onions to i think a i think a i think a fillet was, was popular i think a fillet was two dollars and 99 cents <laughs> and that was the most expensive thing on the item or on the menu but they had wow. everything yeah everything and yeah there again the uh developer is actually the owner of the building so they're going to be uh filling the, the there it's up to them to get the restaurant to get a banquet yeah. uh, operator uh, retail stores. Yeah, and what's been great too, and they shared this, you know, at the outer meeting, at the council meeting, is the warmth that they've felt from the community and the support that they've garnered from everyone here saying, how can we help you? How can we assist yeah. you? How can we support what you're doing? I do this. Um, would that be beneficial to you? You know, you look around, we have some great restaurants and some great people who run those restaurants who mm -hmm. are looking at that and saying, I can help you out with this. Yeah. And it's, you know, Jay Jeffers, they're, you know, they're the, they're the newest, you know, residents to the city of Jackson. You know, we're happy to have them. And, you know, it's really great when you move here. I learned this, you know, how many years ago when I got here? Yeah. You know, you show commitment, you show positivity, and you show working hard, and you'll be accepted here in Jackson, and you'll be supported. And we want to do that same thing with the Jay Jeffers Group. Are you surprised at how quickly, anytime there's new housing downtown, it fills up? It's... Uh, I'm not, yeah. uh, because <laughs> when I first started, there were about two dozen living units downtown, and everyone kept saying, if you just build some more, we yeah. will fill it up. And 
true to everyone's word. It's happened happening. Of course, we've done some studies and yeah. commissions and things like that that, that clearly demonstrate the need for it. And mm -hmm. we could soak up even more than we're getting. And yeah. um, 84 at a time, you know, is doing well, but yeah. we have a lot more opportunity out there. That'll be awesome. Uh, more on that with uh, Josh Jeffers this afternoon at one o'clock. So check it out. A uh, couple other things happening at the council meeting last yeah. night. The roundabout, the MLK roundabout, uh, sculpture was chosen. Yes. Eventually, oh, yeah. we chose it. <laughs> <laughs> How many choices were there? They, you know, they, I think the community, uh, the, the the joint committee between our public arts commission and members from the uh, Martin Luther King uh, Corridor Improvement Authority, I think they presented four mm -hmm. different options. Um, to choose from. The community really liked um, this one by Maxwell MKs, and uh, that will be installed in the roundabout um, over there. And we have some opportunities to look at some of the other ones that were, weren't chosen on the night to, uh, to, to display in other parts of the city. It's cool. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I don't think uh, there are ways to address traffic. Roundabouts are one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, just plain old good fashioned four-way yeah. intersections are another one yeah. um, so if we have a roundabout um, it makes sense to do something in the middle yeah. and uh, art seems to fit that bill sculpture seems to fit that bill um, we have uh, you know not not the most um, I would say just kind of free money um, mm -hmm. to, to spend on those things but you know over the years the city has identified revenue from uh, you know cell phone towers and things like that sure. to, to spend on this one-time one-time uses uh, for that money seemed to work out well and uh, we sold um, last mm, previous administration uh, sold the locomotive that's up at RA Green Park in front of the wastewater plant to a, a museum who will restore it um, over the years and it's important it's important to them to their history um, there's some connection to that uh, that engine so we'll use that money to fund future art projects and looking forward to more spirited discussions on uh, what is art, what is <laughs> what people like. Hey, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what I, they don't like. I can tell you, I don't know the answer to uh, either of that. Thanks so much uh, for being with yeah, us and, you're and sharing the exciting news. We're, uh, we're certainly happy and congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Anytime, guys. Jonathan Green, the city manager of our fine city of Jackson. More of the morning show after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barrex. Barrex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barrex, empowering data insights. Welcome back. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. Now in their third generation of being family owned and operated, get yourself a new Couch or chair for the Super Bowl. That's a great idea. That's a, would you get me one? I need one. A pit. Uh, a pit. pit. Yeah, get two couches, put them together. Pit. I like it. Uh, polar plunge, and we've got some weather for this. We were wondering uh, how the weather would be. It's the Clark Lake Polar Plunge, and uh, registration check-in is at 12:30. Plunge is at two o'clock, and we'll have uh, photos from that. On Monday, I assure you, as uh, one of JTV's own, will be plunging. So we'll have uh, photos of that Monday. Joining us now is the owner, founder, chief baker at the ABC Bakery, Randy Treacher. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good. 
good, good, good to be here. You're, you've been at, at it for a, a few years, uh, <laughs> baking. Now you have brick and mortar location, yep. which is uh, a runaway success. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's been three months almost exactly since we opened. Yeah. What's your, uh, t what, tell us about your history in baking. This isn't something you just picked up after retirement at all. You've been doing this. I've been doing it since I was nine years old, yes. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother, real quick, was a, a ninth of nine children on a farm. So there were nine kids, because they were all home, mom and dad, of course, yes. home at the time, and four or five farmhands. And her job was to make desserts, which she did for I'm not sure how many years, but for decades. And so she passed that on to me and I've adapted it a little bit and added and done some other things and um, that's what I've been doing. And then after I retired and then retired again and then did stuff online, now we have a store open a lot of hours a week. What are those hours? We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, 6 to 6, and Saturday and Sunday, 8 to 1. We're closed on Wednesday so we can babysit our granddaughter. Awesome. <laughs> what, uh, what is your specialty? Well, I know the answer to this. I make, well, it's, I, I kind of wish I knew because I make hundreds of pies, yeah. literally hundreds of pies. Uh, which I brought one today, as I understand you're having for dinner, Bart. Oh, uh, with, <laughs> lucky you. With That's vanilla wonderful. ice cream. And I also make uh, authentic UP pasties. My wife is from the UP. She was born in Marquette. Her, she's a full-blood Finn. Her parents were born in Houghton and Hancock, and her great-grandmothers actually worked at a pasty bakery in, I'm not sure, Houghton or Hancock, and delivered pasties every day to the copper mines, which were operating at the time. And so I've taken their recipe and adapted it a little bit. There they are, yep. And they're about as authentic as you mm. can get in terms because they absolutely, people come in and say, what kind of pasties are they? I look at them with slight disdain and tell them there's <laughs> only one kind of pasty. They're beef pasties. Um, I make mine with ground sirloin. Sometimes I say it wrong. I say pasty. No, 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 don't say pasty. Just okay. pasty. Just let it go with there, Andy, please. Just pasty. And they're true to the uh, ingredients because they include uh, rutabaga. rutabaga. Which is one of your favorites. One of my favorites. One of your favorite. Yeah. It really is? Yeah. Yeah, it That's is. an acquired taste. People sometimes say, what was that taste that I had in there? Said, well, rutabaga. That's what's mm -hmm. supposed to be in there. So, so if I want to, should I order or can I come right in? What's the best way? If I want to say I want, say I need need three apple pies I better order. You better order. Yeah. And if you want pasties you better order. Honest truth is I try and keep them in stock but more truth is I have great difficulty keeping I made a hundred and about 25 pasties last week and oh. I have three after these two which I guess you're having for dinner by the way. Also, <laughs> uh, I have three left is wow. all that I have right now. So they just, go, yeah, they just go very very fast and I try and make them and keep them going but they still go. Are you brought, are what else do you have? Oh, well, oh my gosh. gosh. Since Bart was having this, this for dinner sir? and having this for dinner, I brought some donuts for the rest of you. Wow. What? How so long have make, you been making donuts? We, since we opened three yeah. months ago. We, wow. make, we make donuts every day that we're open. Those are awesome. And um, before I forget about it, we're coming up on punchki season. And oh, I yes. also make oh. punchkis I made a lot last year and I'm hoping to make a lot more this year. You're going to have to because oh. there's a high demand. This I, is, doesn't, you smell these almost don't even look real. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. and last year I found out who were the organizations that used to make punchkis and aren't making punchkis more right. too yeah. late for me to staff up to make them, but this year I'm ready. 
Do you want to? Yeah, I would like Should to. Should we try a piece of May uh, I try uh, one? Donut? Absolutely not. All right. Which but just you have want? to leave stuff for other people. Uh, w w want to split one? Like, yeah, that's which one? The glaze. So this, oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at that. It's crazy. So Wonderful. We, but I'll tell you what, if I can, the, the, what's the, been the biggest surprise um, at our, our location is I started making um, scones, oh. and scones are very popular out there, but my biggest selling item, chocolate chip cookies. Really? They're, yes, they're apparently larger than most chocolate chip cookies, mm -hmm. I, and uh, I sell lots and lots of chocolate chip cookies, and peanut butter cookies, and I make seven or eight different kinds, and I I make a batch of cookies is 28 pounds of dough at one time. Oh my god! And I make several of those every day. I don't know how you do it. I don't either. You brought some uh, pictures along, and I was yeah. hoping we could put those on screen while I stuffed my face. I'm an amateur baker, and I don't know how you do it, because for me to make one loaf of bread, it's like a whole day. It's an it's a production. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep, good. You have to have the right kind of uh -huh. equipment. Part. Oh. I, and I make, uh, believe it or not, uh, that's a black raspberry pie. I make black raspberry pies, which you can, I don't think you can get anyplace else. I've never seen one. Um, and they're very expensive because black raspberries are hugely expensive. Hmm. Uh, a case of black raspberry sells for $200. What? Oh my God. So black I, I have to charge for those. Wow. But I also I do lots of cakes and pies. I have, last weekend I had five uh, birthday cakes um, do. And I do pretty much, uh, I do, I've already, I had three dozen um, uh, Valentine cookies yesterday delivered that people wanted. Wow. Already. So we do lots of stuff that people request and wow. special stuff and like our, our mouths are full with the. Uh, oh, it's okay, I can keep talking. It's awesome. <laughs> It's delicious. How long had you wanted to uh, open a uh, brick and mortar, Randy? Well, when I started doing it at home as a cottage business, mm -hmm. I wanted to open a place, and my wife told me no. She said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, you're retired. You, you worked for th 37 years. It's time for you to retire, but it's okay if you do this. Well, the business honestly kept getting a little bigger and a little bigger. We have a th three-car garage, and we have two cars, and we had no place to put a car. So yeah. my wife couldn't park her car in the garage because I have shelves where I have stored boxes and mm -hmm. all, the, all the stuff that you need. And I had stuff in the kitchen, and we have a very nice kitchen. That's why we bought, one of the reasons we bought the house. Anyway, and there wasn't much room there, and she finally said, you know, either you're gonna have to cut back or you're gonna have to get your place that you want. Yeah. So success was allowed me to get the place that I wanted, and so, we found a place not too far from us at, in South Point at 1931 Horton Road, a little push there, Sweet Five, and uh, it's about two minutes from our house. So yeah. it's, it's really added to that neighborhood, the, the kind of growing Horton Road uh, neighborhood mm -hmm. there. It's I heard people nice. all the time come in and say, boy, I didn't know you were here. I heard a couple this week already. I saw on JTV, awesome. where, where our ad's running this week on JTV, and. They said, we didn't know you were here. And almost every day, I still have people come in and say, we didn't know you were here. We're not right on Horton Road. We're, we're set back in the, in that the South, South, South Point Center. Plaza. Yeah, you, South Point. I, yeah. Bar, do, there, was there a dry cleaner there? Do you remember the one time? There used to be a dry there cleaner there, Randy, and Bart left me. Yeah, there was Volkswagen a dry Jetta, And I, I flipped it into neutral on accident, and it rolled all the way back, basically almost to where Dr. Penn's building oh, is. Oh, OK. Um, but we survived. Uh -huh. 
So, yep, yeah, wonderful. 6 a.m. you open. 6 to during 6. The week. That's a lot. Yeah, well, considering I have to get there about... That's between, Brandon's time. Yeah. Between 3 and 4 to get to do the donuts, because I don't. I need to get the donuts ready. So I get there between 3 and 4 in the morning. Yeah, fresh donuts. Do you say that uh, on your way to work? <laughs> no, but everybody else does. What time do you go to work? I have to bake the donuts. So <laughs> you must enjoy it, Randy. I do. I do. Um, you know, the, I will tell you, for the first time owning a business, the one thing the business owners will appreciate that you don't understand is all the back back office stuff you have to do. You mean I have a website, you have to negotiate with credit card people, you, uh -huh. you know, the bank people who do your, not just your banking, but your credit card stuff off your website, and the SEO people, I have two two firms that do SEO for me, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and then advertising, JTV, et cetera, you, you just, that kind of stuff takes more time than I expected. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd just get to bake. Well, that was a wrong. <laughs> and you know what? You have to order stuff and you have to order it in advance. I mean, I'm ordering Punchki stuff now so that I have it, yeah. so that I don't run out. I had a big order from Dawn just this this week. Uh, those are kinds of things that not being, having been a businessman, you, you, I used to pick up the phone, call the IT people and say, fix this, yeah. or, or do this, or, you know, the, 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 the maintenance guys, you know, you didn't do this or something, well now it's pick up the phone, do it yourself, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So that I didn't expect, I hope to be doing more baking and maybe, you know, we get bigger, we'll be able to do that. But, but it is, it's been an adventure, let's put it that way, yeah. absolutely. Well, your food looks, your, your pie, this is I can't wait to hear how the dinner goes, because... Yeah. Apple pie looks awesome. Can you, you can't communicate What's the cost on one? How heavy eight all dollars. of these eight things are. Eight bucks only? That's a great deal. Eight bucks only. It's, it's huge. It's, it's wasteful. Well, I hope you invite some yeah. friends over for at least the <laughs> dessert. Yeah. You know, you won't want to share the... Uh, the past. No, I almost. Get, get you can a, see me saying yeah, it. Yeah, I can. I can. Yes, but almost everybody that comes in mispronounces it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the food's great, and it's amazing the uh, variety. There are so many choices. Yep. You're a very busy man. Yep. Well, congratulations Thank on you. your uh, three-month anniversary, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, baking season, busy baking season coming up. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Thanks, Appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks for the treats. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Randy Treacher, the owner of The ABC Bakery. More of The Morning Show, so stay around. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. The Center for Family Health is inviting you to get a flu shot and be a flu fighter this flu and uh, COVID season. It's more important now than ever before. Visit the Center for Family Health. You visit the walk-in clinic. No appointment is necessary. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all for more than 30 years. Joining us now from U.S. Staffing Agency, Head of Business Development, Jim Dolson. Yeah, thanks, morning, guys. Jim. Hey, good morning. Happy uh, Wednesday snowy morning. I yeah, guess, Wednesday. Right? <laughs> we got snow. We've got donuts. It's been a good day so Kids far. Kids are off from school. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a good day to be a kid today. <laughs> Stay home from work. Yeah, yeah. I finished my donut. 
You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I got like nothing. Like I, what I'm talking about is it can't even hold a candle to what you guys just did. No, so. but it's important. It's unbelievable. Uh, we get so much yeah. out of our conversations with you. And yeah. uh, last time we started to talk about um, the demographic cliff. Yes. And uh, we're going to expand upon that a little yeah. bit today. Yeah, for sure. So what we're talking about today is a couple terms that they're not really uh, new thoughts, but they are like new, newly labeled called mm-hmm. upskilling and reskilling your employees. So think about like this uh, upskilling is when you've got an employee and you need to just like take them to a new level, kind of in their current position. Sure. Whereas reskilling is you want reskilling, you're going to take an employee and move them to a completely different career path. If Interesting. You will. So for example, maybe uh, you're a business owner and you got a production floor, you got a machine operator. That person's out there running equipment all day long, and you need for them to be a supervisor someday. So you're going to upskill them. They're going to stay mm-hmm. in the production lane, but they're going to be upskilled. Whereas if you take that same machine operator and say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you a salesperson now, you're gonna reskill them completely different mm-hmm. career path. Yeah. So oh, I people right now, to that, that won't work. That's not gonna work. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Many no. people have tried to reskill Bart, and it just doesn't <laughs> work, no. right? No, we, um, in manufacturing, we, we have heard that quite a bit. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty common, uh, common story in that industry. Um, why should we uh, reskill our current workforce yeah. instead of trying to find new? Well, it's, it may be important to remember like how we got here. Right. Okay. Because uh, em- employers are really tasked right now more with using their current resources, their current employees to fill those open positions instead of looking to the outside. Mm-hmm. So if you just look back well, three years ago, okay, so March 2020, we all know what happened then. Yeah. Massive layoffs, right? Millions of people throughout the country laid off. They go home, they get their incentive checks. Uh, and then a few months later, businesses start to open back up and people are saying, nope, not feeling, don't want to go back to work, got my incentive check. So now employers have to raise their wages. Yes. So now we have this, like, this wage inflation going on, a race to the top. So mm-hmm. people do come back to work and they start job hopping a lot. The great resignation yeah. takes place, okay? Yeah. Uh, that happens and then people kind of settle down a little bit. We go into this new phase called it's again, things are not new here under the sun. They're just different labeled quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. Quiet quitting, a lot of people started doing that. They just stayed in their jobs. They did, as we like to say, what we read about, they do the minimum to keep their job, mm-hmm. not to get fired, okay? Mm-hmm. Not go above and beyond. And then uh, from there, people kind of settled down, that ends. And now we're in this phase of career cushioning, career padding, whatever term you want to put on it. And it's kind of like, it's from kind of from the dating scene where, Mm -hmm. you know, people are, they got this job over here, but just in case it doesn't work out, they've got some other things that they're courting. Um, And so employers have figured out, hey, that's what employees are doing. So as an employer or business owner, Mm -hmm. I'm going to respond differently. I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to reskill current employees or I'm going to upskill them. So is, yeah. uh, is loyalty a still important factor in business, Jim? I don't even know what that word is. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can only speak just from my observations. Sure. And you, we can talk to other people, but loyalty is not a thing anymore. Yeah. It's not like it was perhaps when I started in the workforce, yeah. where when you went to work someplace, you thought you're going to be there for 20 or 30 years. Right. I mean, that was kind of the mindset. Yeah. That is, that is not even close right. to what people are thinking yeah. today. Yeah, the young <laughs> if you came for two years, you probably And, you're and probably it makes it hard it. for employers to, to hire, right? Because, yeah. you know, candidly, you know that some of these, these folks are, are already looking for the next job. Yeah. So it's very, very tricky. We tell, we tell employers when we're asked by business owners, we tell them, listen, just assume people are going to leave within mm-hmm. a year. 
you know, within months in some cases, within yeah. days in other cases, but uh, just assume people are going to be leaving, yeah. no matter what you do. Uh, but reskilling and upskilling does have some advantages for employers. One thing that is for sure, when as an employer, if you can offer career advancement opportunities to people by retraining uh -huh. them, you're going to have a better motivated workforce. Retention is probably going to go up. You know that that yeah. turnover is going to go down. The cost of retraining people is a lot less than the cost of having somebody leave, recruit people, bring them in, retrain them. Uh -huh. I mean, some estimates are like one and a half times the salary just to recruit, bring on, onboard, and retrain people. Wow. Um, so that's that's pretty stiff. Yeah. I think too another advantage for employers is they can they can use this reskill and and upskill. Um, tactic to their advantage when they're recruiting people to attract mm -hmm. people to their business. So yeah. um, now you yeah. guys, uh, you guys are busy, not just uh, in, in mid Michigan, you guys are busy around the country. Uh, yes. Just opened uh, your, a new location. Yes. You've been in Clarksville, yes. correct? Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't open a new location. Right. We actually moved. moved. So we got a, uh, for about the same lease cost, we got yeah. in a better spot nice. and a huge location. So if you know the Jackson location here, you know about the size of that footprint. Yeah. What we got in uh, Clarksville right now is about three quarters of that. It's it's wow. we call it the hub of the south. Nice, so, wow, very nice. <laughs> be a launch pad for us to yeah. to go from there. So, um, yeah, yeah, uh, upscaling and uh, or upskilling and yeah. reskilling. We like upscaling too. Yeah, upscaling. <laughs> upscaling. Too. Yeah. Upscaling. I'm thinking Brandon's going to be the sales manager starting at ten ten today. Perfect. Yeah, and employers, yeah. because, uh, and everyone knows that it's harder to find people, yeah. the, the employees or potential employees, yeah. they're, sit, they're sitting in the driver's seat. They are. For I sure. mean, they really have the, the perch on, at least at this time in our economy, they have the perch seat and they, they get to drive a lot. But there are some things that employers can do uh, in spite of all these, the noise that's in front of them. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that they can do is uh, they can look three to five years out, let's say, and say, hey, I think I need these skills here. I mean, you gotta have some vision uh -huh. to know what you're gonna have to need out there, and then start connecting people in your current organization to that. Um, and as you find those people, then you can start uh, retraining them and tying their training to their uh -huh. performance reviews, okay? Say, hey, I need you to be the, the sales manager. <laughs> <laughs> so here's some performance reviews objectives that you yeah. gotta do. Um, and they could also provide stretch assignments as they go. You know, maybe that machine operator on the floor, you wanna see, is that person gonna do good as a supervisor? Maybe that supervisor goes on vacation for a week, mm -hmm. put that person in that position, see how they do, give them some stretch assignments. And then every company has uh, expertise in some area, some expert, some internal expert on something that mm -hmm. you're gonna need. Mentor, have that person mentor somebody else mm -hmm. and prepare that person for that you know, that three to five window that's out there sure. when you're gonna need them. So yeah. employers are not, they're not, they, there's the things that they can do to help themselves here. It's great advice. Yeah, yeah. and that's really what we do here. Uh, you know, Try, I think during yeah. the pandemic, well, when yeah. you know, people went missing, uh, right. there were jobs that people had to be cross-trained for. Yeah, and, and the cross-training is another way to, if you wanna summarize it, mm -hmm. upskilling and reskilling is that building the bench strength on the, yeah. you know, to put in a team metaphor, the, um, cross-training, and we already started doing that anyways during the, during the pandemic for sure, because we had to survive yeah. right? just for doing that, so. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, 
People are coming back to the office slowly. Um, yeah. Carolyn Bloodworth at Consumers Energy told me yesterday the place felt like it was back to normal. Yeah. So that's a good sign. There's not tumbleweeds blowing yeah. through the uh, <laughs> cubicle ways, you know. Yeah. People are actually starting to come back in either with remote work or hybrid, hybrid yeah. of that. So, Jim, we always uh, enjoy your visits, and uh, we're going to start implementing that some of that right away at 10 <laughs> o'clock, just like we talked about. At 10, uh, 10. thank you. Yeah, have a great uh, rest of the week. Thanks Sounds for being good. here. Thanks. Jim Dolson from U.S. Staffing Agency. More of The Morning Show right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. We have uh, viewers uh, all over, uh, a lot of sun snowbirds in mm -hmm. uh, Florida watching JTV every day. We appreciate that. Yes, we it's certainly where, uh, do. Yeah. Uh, in Mexico, uh, we get word there's a new law, uh, very stringent smoking uh, regulations went into effect uh, last week in Mexico, including no smoking on the beach. Yeah, right. And it's been, uh, that's been like the last, because uh, they've cut places, you know, public squares, parks, Sports stadiums, restaurants, any workplace. Now, so this was the last place you could smoke in Mexico. Really? Yep. I, I just find this very hard to believe. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm not buying it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to need to, I'm going to need some more literature on this for me to buy it and think people are still smoking on the beach. So that's very interesting. <laughs> I'm got to go upstairs and get a look at one of our, uh, one of our office machines. Uh, we had a couple cavemen, Brandon and Joe, up there working on it this morning. Um, <laughs> I tell of, you, if you ever need any tech fix, couple the, of cavemen. Yeah, they were fixing it like cavemen. Um, so if you ever need any technology fix, Brandon and Joe will uh, will come to your office and take care of you right away. Three fingered cavemen. <laughs> the early cavemen. They're not fully uh, developed. Yeah, they had a club. They had a club up there. They were using. Yeah. Who's on the show tomorrow? Dr. Rose Johnson and Tracy Van Buskirk from Center for Family Health. Rachel Buchanan and I head to the Ellis Sharp Golf Course Hall of Fame and Fozzie Hamadan from Enchanted Forest Restaurant, new place here in town. Later today, Josh Jeffers, the developer of The Hayes, plus new CPA Sean Palmer with old CPA Bradley Johncox, Dylan Soat, Jeff Steers and Sarah Scaife on Meet the Staff, and Brittany Marsha and Brenda Hughes, all happening at one o'clock. Thanks for watching, we'll see you then.